Welcome to Jazz Piano Skills. I'm Dr. Bob Lawrence, and it's time to discover, learn, and play jazz piano. The last couple of weeks have been fantastic. We have been exploring altered dominant sounds. We started with the dominant sharp 11. Then last week, we explored the dominant flat 13. Both, both are fantastic sounds that are laced, and I mean literally laced, throughout jazz literature. In fact, if you want to truly play jazz, then you must not only gain a command of both of these sounds, but of all the altered dominant sounds. And that is why today we are going to continue our altered dominant journey with another classic sound, the dominant flat 9, flat 13, which actually may be my favorite (laughs) altered dominant sound of all, right? (laughs) It's funny. I say this, right, every week. You know, uh, the reality is I love them all. And my favorite... My favorite always happens to be the one I'm currently uh, practicing. So this week I'm practicing dominant, altered dominant, flat nine, flat thirteenth. So therefore it's my favorite altered dominant sound. You may think I'm crazy, but I promise you, the more time you spend with each of the altered dominant sounds, you too will be saying the exact same thing. I love them all, right? I'll even go further. The one that you initially enjoy the least will end up being one of your favorites, if not your favorite. I promise you, the one you initially enjoy the least will end up being your favorite. I mentioned in the last two podcast episodes that you always have to have a balance between macro and micro study. And macro study, of course, is the big picture. Something like learning a tune, right? The big picture. And micro study is what I call the under the hood uh, details, like dissecting a sound, like we've done the last two weeks, and like we're going to do again today. So today is another micro study as we look at the dominant flat 9, flat 13 sound from various perspectives. I love this kind of study. We're going to take out our jazz microscope, so to speak. We're going to take it out, and we are going to take a close-up look at the dominant flat 9, flat 13 sound using various entry and destination points. It's going to be a great workout conceptually, physically, and of course, orally, right? Great for the mind, great for the hands, and great for our ears. And as I mentioned the last two weeks, I know that when we do a micro study of any kind, many questions will arise. That's normal. That's good, right? No worries. Whenever you have questions during this podcast episode, you can always send me a speak pipe message, a voicemail, and I will will respond to you. I promise I will respond with an answer right away. 
And so if you are listening to this podcast through the Jazz Piano Skills website, if you look directly below the podcast player, you'll see the, the uh, speak pipe widget. Okay. All you have to do is click on that button labeled start recording and speak. That's it. That's all there is to it. Your message will come to me literally in seconds. And I will return your question with an answer, not in seconds, but close, right? I try to, I try, I try to respond very quickly. So uh, it's awesome technology. I hope you will take advantage of it. And it allows you and me to engage with one another, right? It allows the two of us to engage with one another quickly. Um, you know, it's interesting. A lot of you have... Uh, said to me that you enjoy the podcast. Some episodes are literally right in your wheelhouse, right where you are, and you find them to be uh, incredibly beneficial. And other episodes may be above your head, right? In other words, whoa, what what are we talking about here? And I always encourage everyone that, you know, uh, never shy away from listening to any conversation or presentation uh, of, of jazz piano skills that are beyond where you are either conceptually or physically. You will always walk away with some kind of understanding and some kind of insight that you did not have prior to uh, participating in that conversation or that presentation. You have to be introduced, you have to be introduced to, to advanced jazz piano skills at some time, right? So uh, the problem always is that a lot of times, like I mentioned, you walk away with more questions and you have answers. So that's why I have this SpeakPipe widget uh, included with the podcast so that you can uh, uh, ask your questions, not leave them unasked. You can ask those questions directly to me, and then I will... uh, provide you with an answer and some additional insight. Again, it's a very cool technology that I hope you will take advantage of and use often. Again, I am always happy to help you discover, learn, and play jazz piano. Okay, I made a point last week and the week before that music is the production of sound. This is what musicians do. We produce sound. We produce musical sound. Musical sound being a grouping of harmonic or melodic notes that establish a sound type. Major, dominant, minor, half diminished, diminished. Does this make sense? Maybe not at first, right? But let me, let me try to explain this another way. First, notes by themselves, right? A note. Just notes. Right? Just notes. They do not establish a sound type. When I play this note, there's nothing major, dominant, minor, half diminished, or diminished 
about it. It's simply a note. That's it. Therefore, we have to always look at how notes relate to one another, right? So it's not about a note. It's about a grouping of notes. How do those notes relate to one another? And it is that relationship that establishes a musical sound, a sound type, major, dominant, minor, half diminished, diminished. It is the sound type, check this out, this is important, it is the sound type that our mind wants to identify, our ears want to hear, and then our hands want to play. I'm going to say that again. It is the sound type, major, dominant, minor, half diminished, diminished, that our mind wants to identify, our ears are wanting to hear, and our hands want to play. Therefore, we should always be practicing in such a way that we are cognitively aware of the musical sound, the sound type that we are playing, either harmonically or melodically. In other words, we have to be aware of the sound type, major. Are we playing major, dominant, minor, half diminished, diminished? What am I hearing? What am I playing? Right? It's the sound type. It's not an individual note that you're listening for. It's a sound type that you are listening for. And so today, we are going to play a grouping of notes that produce an altered dominant sound, right? A dominant type, an altered dominant sound, the dominant flat 9, flat 13 sound. And we are going to play that grouping of notes harmonically as a chord and melodically, right? And we're going to use scale motion for our melodic playing. So I hope that clarifies a little bit. That's a lot to digest very quickly. So uh, re-listen to this podcast and re-listen to that seg- this segment again and let it sink in. And again, if you have any questions, right, speak pipe. Send me a voicemail message. I'm happy to respond with additional insight. Likewise, I want to stress to you the importance of the educational guides that I produce for each podcast episode. The educational guides devoted to the dominant flat 9, flat 13 sound are available for immediate download at jazzpianoskills.com. And again, if you are listening to this podcast episode through the Jazz Piano Skills website, you will see the download links for each guide to the right of the podcast player. It's very easy. Likewise, you can easily access all of the educational guides for all episodes through the Jazz Piano Skills Uh, website and through the Jazz Panel Skills store. Uh, There are three 
educational guides, the illustration guide, the lead sheet guide, and the play along guide for every Jazz Piano Skills podcast episode, which can be downloaded individually. So you can get the guides for just a specific uh, Jazz Piano Skills podcast episode. Uh, You can get them as a bundle or you can subscribe and have access to all the educational guides for every Jazz Piano Skills podcast episode. The illustration guide helps you discover the jazz piano skill conceptually, right? Your conceptual understanding drives your physical development. So if you do not understand a skill conceptually, I got I got bad news for you. It ain't going to happen physically, right? So it has to get sorted out upstairs before it can come out downstairs. So the imagery and the graphics uh, of the illustration guide are amazing. And, and again, um, your conceptual understanding is first and foremost on your, uh, of, of importance for your development. The illustration guide and the imagery allows you to mentally, visually digest the shapes and sounds of jazz, and in this case, the dominant flat 9, flat 13 sound. And then um, it allows you then to take that imagery to the piano. The images, the uh, graphics are laid out for all 12 keys. And likewise, the lead sheet guide does the exact same thing. It presents to you, allows you to successfully learn the jazz piano skill physically on the piano, and it presents to you uh, the musical notation, the the jazz piano skill uh, laid out using traditional music, music notation. Right. So if you uh, like to read, if you are a reader and you like seeing the concepts placed upon the musical staff, then the lead sheet guides are perfect for you. You will love having them sit sitting on your piano as a quick reference when you are when you are getting these various shapes and sounds under your fingers, when you're getting the dominant flat nine, flat 13 sound under your finger fingers. And again, uh, the the lead sheet guides are available and and, uh, available to you in all 12 keys. I personally find them to be invaluable. And finally, the play-along guide, which are play-along tracks. And again, all 12 keys. So all three guides, the illustration guide, the lead sheet guide, and the play-along guide, I say guide, but they're really guides because there's one for each of the 12 keys. The uh, play-alongs are perfect to help you play the jazz piano skill, help to help you play the dominant flat 9, flat 13 sound. And the play-along tracks uh, will help you develop a strong sense of internal time plus proper jazz feel and articulation. And you've heard me say this before, especially my regular listeners. A teacher cannot teach you these essential elements of playing jazz. A teacher cannot teach you time. A teacher cannot teach you feel or articulation. We can talk about them, right? But we cannot teach teach you that. You must experience these elements of playing jazz in order to properly develop them. And there's no better way to do this than to use quality, quality play-along tracks. So I cannot stress enough how beneficial 
the educational podcast guides are for expediting your musical growth. So be sure to check them out at jazzpianoskills.com. Go to the homepage, click on the podcast link in the menu bar that runs across the top of the page, and you'll be good to go. All of the podcast episodes and educational guides will be immediately at your fingertips. And again, if you download the educational guides and you're utilizing them and you have questions, you can always send me a SpeakPipe voicemail message and I will get back to you immediately. Or you know what? You can also post your question in the Jazz Piano Skills Forum and let the Jazz Piano Skills community help you. Or you can attend the Thursday evening Jazz Piano Skills Masterclass at 8 p.m. Central Time to get your questions answered face-to-face. So uh, just so many ways that I try to make available for you to get help, get assistance, to get guidance uh, as you discover, learn, and play jazz piano. My goal is pretty simple. I want to provide you with the best jazz piano lessons, the best jazz uh, educational materials, and the best jazz piano support available anywhere today. Okay, let's discover, learn, and play the dominant flat 9, flat 13 sound. In this lesson, you're going to discover the flat 9, the dominant flat 9, flat 13 sound. You are going to learn how to construct the dominant flat 9, flat 13 sound. And you are going to play the dominant flat 9, flat 13 sound harmonically and melodically. So again, regardless of where you are in your jazz journey, a beginner, an intermediate player, an advanced player, or even a experienced and seasoned professional, you will find this podcast, this lesson, exploring the dominant flat 9, flat 13 sound to be very beneficial. So with any sound, the first thing we want to do is to get a handle on the sound to discover it first and foremost harmonically as a chord. And I am going to use the C7, the C dominant flat 9, flat 13 sound as the model. And of course, just as you did with the dominant sharp 11, and just as you did with the dominant flat 13, you are going to then apply this approach to the remaining 11 dominant flat 9, flat 13 chords. Okay? So let's look at this sound harmonically. So uh, two-handed voicings. Okay? I want you to play the third and the seventh of C dominant in your left hand. So we're going to play the E and the B flat in your left hand. In your right hand, I want you to play a C sharp minor triad. So it's going to be C-sharp, E, and G-sharp. We're going to play those five notes together. Nice. Now, I want you to put your sustain pedal down, go down with your left hand, hit a C down in the, down in the basement, right? Hold your sustain pedal down and come up and hit those five notes. What a beautiful sound. So I have my E and B flat in my left hand, and I have my C sharp minor in root position in my right hand. Again, 
Beautiful. What a great sound. C dominant, flat 9, flat 13. Now, another option, you can keep that 3rd and 7th in your left hand. So you got your E and your B flat. We're going to play the C sharp minor, but not in root position. Let's put it in first inversion. So we're going to have our E, G sharp, and C sharp. Right, so we're putting that flat nine up on top now. So I'm going to go down, put my sustain pedal down. I'm going to play my C down in the bass. I'm going to come up and hit my five notes. Woo, beautiful. My E and B flat in my left hand, and my C sharp minor in first inversion in my right hand. Again. Tremendous. Doesn't get any better than that. How big is that sound? Okay, and one more option. I'm going to throw in one more. We're going to invert our third and seventh in the left hand. So now I'm going to play a B flat and an E, the B flat right below middle C, and the E right above middle C. And then I'm going to play my C sharp minor triad again, but now in second inversion. So I'm going to have my G sharp, C sharp, and E. So let me play those five notes. Wow. Let's put our C down in the bass again. Put my sustain pedal down. And come up and hit that voicing. Beautiful. So there, there are three very solid voicings for you to utilize to help you digest the C dominant flat 9, flat 13 sound. Let me put them side by side for you. Option one. Option two. Option three. Wow, just beautiful. Let's, let's listen to it again. Option one. Option two. Option three. big, really beautiful, gorgeous voicings, right? So one thing that you can do is start taking that sound and moving it around to, to F dominant flat 9, flat 13, B flat dominant flat 9, flat 13, right? You notice when I play those sounds harmonically, I just like to, I just like to sit on it, right? I like to just, and I'll just let that sit there and ring and just listen to it. And I'll digest it uh, mentally, I'll digest it visually, and of course I'm digesting it orally with my ears. I can remember when I was a kid, I'd sit there at the piano, and I would do that, and I would stare at the piano and just digesting it, again, mentally and visually and orally. And I could hear my dad in the kitchen say to my mom, is he okay? <laughs> Right? Because all he would, he would just hear me do this and sit there and stare at the piano. And he's going, what the heck kind of practicing is that? Something's just not right there. Something's wrong with that kid. Um, but, but, you know, it's so funny. I mean, that's what it looks like, right? From the outside looking in, that's what, it, 
that's what it would appear to be that this individual here is stumped or having some difficulty. But the reality of it is that's how I want you to practice, right? You should sit there, play that sound, and just soak it all in and think through it, see it, and hear it, right? Invaluable way to practice. Real quick, I want to make sure I explain the, the, a little bit of theory here, right? The C-sharp minor triad, uh, the, the minor triad a half step above uh, the C, right? Uh, the C-sharp is the flat nine. So I have my C dominant here. The C-sharp is my flat nine. Then the third of the C-sharp minors is the third of C dominant. And that G-sharp... A flat is the flat 13, right? So my C sharp is the flat 9, and my G sharp slash A flat is the flat 13, right? So you have to kind of think a little bit inharmonically, right? The C sharp is the D flat, the D is the 9, D flat, and the G sharp uh, is the A flat, the A being the 13, flat the 13, A flat. So we have our flat 9 and our flat 13 using uh, a C-sharp minor triad. So it can be a little confusing at first. I just want to make sure that uh, I, tr I clear that up. And again, if you have any questions, let me know, okay? Now that we have a handle on the dominant flat 9, flat 13 sound harmonically, we now want to learn it melodically. Uh, to do so, we are going to use ascending and descending scale motion. And I'm going to present you, like as I did with the sharp 11, dominant sharp 11 sound, and the dominant flat 13 sound, I'm going to present you with two approaches. Approach one, an academic approach. Approach two, uh, a practical approach or a street perspective, as I like to call it. So the academic approach, right, uh, the flat 9, flat 13 comes from the harmonic minor scale, okay? So the C dominant, flat 9, flat 13, is the F harmonic minor scale starting on the note C. So first, let's construct the F harmonic minor scale. To do this, we're going to start with the F major scale. F, G, a, B flat, C, D, and E. To take a major scale and turn it into a harmonic minor scale, we are going to lower the third and we're going to lower the six. So we're going to go F, G, we're going to lower our A to A flat, then we have a B flat, our fifth C, we're going to lower our six, our D, to D flat, and then E. So now we have our F harmonic minor scale. All right, so the F major scale. I'm gonna lower the third and six to create our F harmonic minor scale. So now we're gonna take that F harmonic minor scale and we're gonna start it on the note C. So look what we have. We have C, D flat, which is the flat nine, 
E, the third, F, the fourth, G, the fifth, A flat, the flat 13, and then B flat, the seventh. So let me put a C dominant underneath that. Let it all blend together. Wow. There we have it. C dominant, flat 9, flat 13. F harmonic minor scale, starting on the note C. That's a lot of thinking. <laughs> that is a lot of, those are a lot of hoops to jump through right there to get to a flat 9, flat 13 dominant sound. No doubt about it, right? But that's the academic, that's the theory behind it. So it's, so that you understand its origin. Now, I think I mentioned this before, if you try to play jazz thinking like that, if you try to play jazz thinking academically, good luck. I always use as an analogy, that's like strapping sandbags around your ankles and jumping into the Atlantic Ocean to try to swim across it. It's not going to happen, right? It's very... Um, very complicated. So it's great to study that way as you're sitting on your sofa and kind of peeling back the layers of the onion and, and discovering where these sounds originate from and how do, how do they come to be in existence. It's fantastic, right? It's a great study. Music, that's, that's what makes music so wonderful. However, when you go to play it, I would strongly recommend approach two, the practical approach or the street perspective. And the street perspective just simply starts with the major scale. There's my C major scale. Oh, let me make that a dominant by just lowering the seventh one half step. Beautiful. There's my C dominant scale. Now what do you what is it that you want me to do? You want me to flat the nine. Okay, so I'm gonna flat my D. And what else? Oh yeah, flat that six. The A flat for a flat thirteen. Okay. That makes sense. C dominant, flat 9, flat 13. So I'm actually playing what the chord is instructing me to do, right? That's a much more direct approach to the sound than trying to think academically through the modes or uh, through the harmonic minor scale, okay? Both approaches are valid. Don't get me wrong. Both approaches are very good. One to understand uh, a, a concept uh, using theory and to have a better understanding and a deeper appreciation of its origin and another way to look at it to get directly to the point to get to the sound so that you can apply it and that you can play it. We will take a closer look at each one of these approaches uh, Thursday evening 8 p.m. Central Time in the Jazz Piano Skills Masterclass. Yes, I am live every Thursday evening online uh, using the Zoom platform, which I know you are aware of. Uh, this uh, online masterclass is an open discussion and deeper dive into the current week's podcast episode. So this Thursday, we will be even diving deeper into the flat nine ultra dominant sound, the flat nine, flat 13 sound. And, of course, I always leave room within the hour-long class for some Q&A as well. 
so I encourage you uh, to attend, to be part of that class. It is a ton of fun. Uh, and it's every Thursday evening at 8 p.m. Central Time. 8 p.m. Central Time online. And uh, the, um, uh, the link is available online at jazzpianoskills.com. It's also available uh, through my social media, through Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. So be sure to follow me. Uh, it's also posted on the uh, homepage at the jazzpianoskills.com website. So uh, definitely a value-added educational opportunity that you do not want to miss. So I'm looking forward to seeing you uh, this Thursday evening, 8 p.m. Central Time, Jazz Piano Skills Masterclass. Okay, let's play this dominant flat 9, flat 13 sound. So the first demonstration, I'm going to play the dominant flat 9, flat 13 sound with my entry point being the root, right? So I'm going to start on C. And I'm going to travel through the entire sound to the seventh. Ascending, and then of course descending. So I'm just going to sit on this C dominant flat 9, flat 13 sound. The ensemble is going to be playing that sound right there. And I am going to focus on playing that sound from the root to the seventh, ascending and descending. I just simply want to play it with a nice, relaxed feel, a nice, relaxed articulation, jazz articulation. I want this to sound like it's an improvised line, right? I do not want this to sound like I'm simply playing a scale. I do not want to treat this like an exercise. I want to play this like I'm improvising this line, okay? So let's bring the ensemble in, and uh, let's listen to the C dominant, flat 9, flat 13 sound. So let's check it out. Here we go, then we'll talk about it. What a great sound. You see now why it's my favorite sound? <laughs> right? Oh, my goodness. What an awesome sound. And again, uh, when I'm playing this, when I play my uh, any dominant sound, or any sound, period, major, minor, dominant, minor, when I'm practicing like this, I am focusing on nice uh, time, feel, articulation, right? 
Uh, I want it to sound like jazz. I do not want it to sound like an exercise. I do not want it to sound like a scale. Because the reality is, if you play, and you'll see this later on in the podcast when I do this in a 2-5-1 context, just playing the scale, if you will, sounds fantastic. It sounds, uh, you don't have to do anything to it. Just play it, right? It's a, a fantastic line, every single one of them. So uh, again, just keep it simple, right? Play the scale ascending, descending with a great jazz feel. So, okay. So now that we've played it from the root to the seventh, now let's change our perspective, right? We do not want to be one-dimensional when it comes to scales or arpeggios. We just do not want to always play a C scale starting on the note C. So we're going to change our entry point to the third. And now we're going to play this sound from our E, and we're going to travel the distance through the entire sound, and we're going to go to the ninth. In this case, the what? The flat nine. So we get this. And again, I think I mentioned it last week. I love doing this where I just play the voicing, hold the sustain pedal down, and now play the scale. And let everything bleed together. Right? Nothing wrong with that. That's just bathing in that sound. So now what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring the ensemble back in. We're going to sit on that C dominant flat 9, flat 13 sound again. But this time, I'm going to enter using the 3rd and travel to that ninth or to the flat ninth. So let's check it out. Let's take a listen, and then we'll talk about it. Here we go. You know, it's always amazing to me. It's always amazing that when you take a sound and you start rotating it, when you start playing it from various entry points and going to different destination points, it's amazing to me how you gain an entirely new understanding and a new perspective of that sound. Again, it's not one-dimensional. We're looking at it from multi-dimensions, right? It's fantastic. So okay, let's let's continue on, right? Let's do the exact same thing now. We're gonna do the exact same sound, right? The dominant flat nine, flat thirteen, but now we are going to enter on the fifth of the sound, right? So we're gonna start on our G, 
And we're going to travel through the entire sound, ascending and descending, using the um, uh, going to the 11th. So we get this. So let me put the voicing underneath it. Again. Awesome. All right. Now that we've digested the sound, let's bring the ensemble in and let's listen to this. And again, I'm going to play it like I'm improvising. I do not want this to sound like a scale. I want this to sound like an improvised line. So here we go. Let's check it out. Then we'll talk about it. Here we go. can I say? <laughs> right? How cool is this, right? So, so far we've taken a look at the dominant flat nine, flat 13 sound from the root to the seventh. We're now, we've also done it from the third, looked at it from the third to the ninth, and we've also now played it from the fifth to the eleventh. You know, I, I mentioned earlier the, uh, uh, the importance of the educational podcast guides, the illustrations, the lead sheets, and the play-alongs, and how um, invaluable they are for your musical growth, to expedite your musical growth. And, of course, I strongly uh, encourage you to download those guides and to utilize them when practicing. Uh, they will, indeed, maximize your musical growth and, and help you success, successfully digest today's lesson, the dominant flat 9, flat 13 sound. But I also want you to check out the Jazz Piano Skills courses as well. Um, the, the Jazz Piano Skills courses it's make up an incredible, uh, tremendous sequential jazz curriculum that utilizes a self-paced format uh, packed with all kinds of educational goodies. Detailed instruction and illustrations. I give in-depth educational talks in the courses. Uh, there's interactive learning media that you can utilize. Uh, there are, of course, traditional guides and worksheets that you can download as well. Uh, High-definition videos. I, I produce videos for all the jazz piano skills so that you can see them in all 12 keys, my fingerings and hand movement. Also, the play-along tracks and lead sheets are available for you to, lead, uh, to utilize within each of the, uh, the courses and the lessons within the courses. And, of course, professional and educational support, too. Um, and I guess my favorite, really, is how cool is this? You can access 
any of the courses within the Jazz Panel Skills curriculum through any of your smart devices, your desktops, laptop computers, your tablets, your phone, your TV, and even your watch. So be sure to check out the Jazz Piano Skills courses as, as well, and you can do this very easily at jazzpianoskills.com. All right, let's get back to the dominant flat 9, flat 13 sound. As I mentioned earlier, we've already looked at it from three different perspectives, from the root to the seventh, from the third to the ninth, or flat ninth, and from the fifth to the eleventh. Now let's take a look at it from the seventh to the thirteenth. So we're going to play the flat nine, flat thirteen sound starting on our B flat. We're going to travel through the entire sound all the way to the thirteenth or the flat 13th, if you will. So again, let me play the voicing. Love it again. I'm going to just let it all blend together here. Beautiful. So now let's bring the ensemble in. And we're going to sit on that sound as I just practice playing from the 7th up to the flat 13th and back down. And again, I'll stress it again, I do not want to play this like a scale. I want it to be as musical as possible. I want it to sound like an improvised line. So here we go. Let's bring the ensemble in. Let's check it out. C dominant, flat 9, flat 13, from the 7th to the 13th. Here we go. Pretty darn tough to beat, man. I'm telling you, right? It's hard, right? You know, it's funny. You, you know, it's, it's impossible to say which altered dominant sound you love the most. It's even more difficult to determine. Geez, man, do I enjoy the sound launching from the root better than the third, or from the third better than the fifth, or from the fifth better than the seventh? It's, it's just, it's. <laughs> It's impossible, right? But, you know, here, one other point real quick. The reason we do this, right, we want to have a multidimensional approach to any sound. The big reason we do this is because in a real musical context, in a real musical situation, we do not know where we are going to be coming from or where we are going to be going to. So we don't know if we're going to be entering from the third or from the fifth or from the seventh or from the root, 
We just don't know. And so we have to be comfortable entering and exiting a sound from various points within the sound. So with that being said, let's take a look at our dominant flat 9, flat 13 sound, starting on the 9th as our entry point, the flat 9. And we're going to travel from that flat 9 to the root. So now we get this perspective. So let me play it. So let's bring our ensemble in and let's check out the C dominant flat 9, flat 13 sound with our entry point being the flat 9 and our destination point being the root. Okay? Let's check it out. Here we go. Now that's a pretty thorough exploration of the sound, right? We've gone from the root to the seventh. We've gone from the third to the ninth. We've gone from the fifth to the eleventh, from the seventh to the thirteenth, and from the ninth to the root. That's a pretty darn thorough exploration of a sound using scale motion ascending and descending. So once we do that, right, I always then like to expand the sound to place the sound within a musical setting, within a musical context. And there's no better way to do that than to drop it right into the middle of, of our 2-5-1 progression. So if we're in the key of uh, F, we're going to use that C dominant. We're in the key of F. We're at a G minor. Going to our C dominant flat 9, flat 13. Resolving to our F major. Very nice. Let's do that again. G minor. C dominant flat 9, flat 13. F major. So now we want to bring our ensemble back in. We're going to play our 2-5-1 progression. And I'm actually going to focus on uh, launching my... C dominant, flat 9, flat 13 sound, the scale, from various points um, based on the, on the minor, right? So the G minor, I'm, gonna, I'm going to sit on my G, on the G, and then play the flat 9, flat 13 sound from that G. So I might get something like... 
Then I'll focus on the B flat of the G minor. And how am I going to, from that B flat, how am I going to get into my flat 9, flat 13 sound? And then when I get back to my G minor, I'm going to focus on the D of the G minor. How do I get into my flat 9, flat 13 sound from that D? Then when I circle back around to that G minor, I'm going to focus on the F of that G minor. How do I enter into my flat 9, flat 13 sound from that F? So again, that's why we practice our C dominant flat 9, flat 13 sound from various entry points because, as I mentioned earlier, we don't know where we're going to be coming from or where we are going to be going to, right? So, okay, let's bring the ensemble in and let's check out our C dominant flat 9, flat 13 sound placed within a 2-5-1 context. Here we go. That is good stuff, right? Very, very good stuff. And you notice I, I am not messing with the altered dominant scale. I'm just playing the scale ascending, descending, right? You don't have to mess with it, right? You don't have to alter the altered dominant scale. The altered dominant sound, the flat 9, flat 13 sound, sounds pretty darn good just as it is. So anyway... I hope you have found this Jazz Piano Skills podcast lesson exploring the dominant flat 9, flat 13 sound to be incredibly insightful and helpful and, of course, beneficial for your musical growth, for your jazz piano skills. So don't forget, I will see you Thursday evening, Jazz Piano Skills Masterclass at 8 p.m. Central Time to discuss this podcast episode in greater detail and to answer any questions that you may have about this lesson or the study of jazz in general. Also, download the educational guides for this podcast lesson at jazzpianoskills.com. They are a tremendous resource that will help you expedite your musical growth, right? And while you're there, check out the Jazz Piano Skills courses as well and the Jazz Piano Skills forums. Please take a second, join the community, get involved, and make some new jazz piano friends. As always, you can reach me by phone, 972-380-8050, extension 211. 
by email drlawrence at jazzpianoskills.com or by SpeakPipe, found on the Jazz Piano Skills website, in the educational guides, and in the Jazz Piano Skills courses. So, that's it for now. And until next week, enjoy this amazing journey. And most of all, have fun as you discover, learn, and play jazz piano.